podcast. I am Brenda and I'm Jessica. And we're so glad you took the time out of your daily busy schedule to listen to our podcast or catch us on YouTube. Yeah. And so Jessica, what are we talking about today? Okay, so um, grab your notebooks, grab some coffee, okay. grab a pen, because we're going to be talking about the Jewish calendar, Jewish feasts. And why is it important that we know something about that? Well, it's important because when we're reading the Bible, and especially the New Testament, we know, okay, well, why did Jesus go here? Why did he do this? It's all to do around the Jewish calendar and the feasts. Because Jesus was a Jew? Yes, he was a Jew. <laughs> no. Okay. What? Really? No way. So, okay. Yes. So, it's important for us to, I think this helps. I know when um, I first learned about the Jewish calendar and the feasts, especially, um, I mean, we hear about them in New and Old Testament, but it also helped me understand, like, oh, this is why we practice this or this, and um, and this is why we have certain things. Not necessarily in our Gregorian calendar, like what we celebrate, but helps me understand the word a little bit better. But sometimes the Jewish calendar and our calendar, the, yes, the, you say that word, I can't. Gregorian, overlap. They yes. do kind of overlap. And then also, just to also clarity, is that just because they the in the Jewish practice they slaughtered animals mm-hmm. back in biblical times do they slaughter animals now no right right okay. right because Jesus ended all that right but I just <laughs> thank you Lord for Jesus come well, on well for us yes for us but, true but what if you're still Jewish yeah I don't think they uh, slaughter animals anymore though okay I all could right. be wrong okay. That was my curious. That was I don't, my question because you know maybe I should have figured that out before we started <laughs> recording. But. That's all right. Well, oh, well, you know we have synagogues here in the city, and I'm pretty sure they're not slaughtering no. animals in the synagogue. In, in our town. I know they celebrate some of the feasts, but I don't think they yeah, yeah slaughter. I, well, yeah, I know they celebrate the feasts, but I don't. But I think with the tearing of the temple curtain, like the inner courts, like the uh, inner room where God was, right. tearing of that. I think that eliminated the need for the sacrifice okay. because then we had direct communication with God. Okay. We didn't need to have an intermediary, okay. you know. All right, cool beans. Okay. All right, go for it. So just a, a brief overview of the Jewish calendar. It's lunar-based. Why is it lunar-based? It's because um, they wanted to di- differentiate from the Egyptians, which they use a solar-based calendar. Um, and then their day, so the Jewish day, as I think most of us should know, but their day ranges from nightfall when the first three stars are visible to the next nightfall okay. um, instead of like midnight to midnight, like our calendar. Oh, okay. So, and then why they do this is because in Genesis 1, 5, it says, and it, there was evening and then there was morning. So that is their, their way of differentiating Well, that makes sense because when you don't have electricity. Right. There's evening and then there's morning. Right. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there is only a few months, a couple months in that is like written in the in the word. Um, but um, and that was like the, during the exile of Babylon, the Babylonian exile. So yeah. So we talked about sacrifices, and there we know there were, were daily sacrifices. Um, I'm not gonna get into into those deep sacrifices, but just know that there was daily sacrifices that the Lord 
um, required. So if I was a Jewish lady <laughs> in biblical times, then it would be common for me to take um, a quart of wine or a jar of olive oil every morning and go to the temple and offer it for sacrifice mm-hmm. to the priest. I mean, maybe not daily. Okay. Because these are more um, priestly requirements. Oh, oh, okay. This isn't like, um, I mean, there is like sin offerings and all of that, but this is like, so there's daily, there's one lamb, a year old, two quarts of uh, fine flour mixed with a quart of olive oil and one quart of wine. Okay. And then in the evening, it was one one lamb, two quarts of uh, flour mixed with olive oil, one quart of olive oil. So it just repeated morning and evening. Okay. Then on the Sabbath, along with the morning and evening, there's two lambs, four quarts of uh, fine flour mixed with two quarts of olive oil and two quarts of wine. And then on the new moon, so in addition to wow. two young bulls, one ram, seven male lambs, one year old, 30 quarts of fine flour mixed with 15 quarts of olive oil, 13 quarts of wine, and one male goat. So this was what the priests were doing, and that's what they were doing in that big... If you ever see a picture of what the inner courts look mm-hmm. like of the temple, then you see this big square thing. Yes. That looks like a big giant square tub. That's the best <laughs> yeah. way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. A big square box or something. Yes. That's what's going into that box. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So on top of those, during um, holidays, so um, first is Passover or Pesach. Pesach. Um Please forgive me if I butcher these names, but I'm just asking for hey. forgiveness ahead of time. But Pesach, which, which is Passover, it was ador- um, ordained by God. And um, the date that it's observed is twilight of the 14th of Abib, stretching to the 15th of Abib, except for unclean travelers. I would highly recommend getting, if you want to get the most out of this podcast, is to find um, a calendar and how it relates to our Gregorian calendar. Because um, I know that helps me. Because I'm like, what's a bib? Like, I don't, I don't know when that is. So, they um, there wasn't a sin offering. There wasn't a burnt offering. But there was the daily sacrifices during this festival. Right. And this, and they do that because they're remembering how they're, how when uh, the plagues came mm-hmm. on Egypt, that this is to celebrate that the death angel passed over them yes. and didn't kill their firstborn children right. if you were Jewish. Right. right. Yeah. If you read in Exodus, I believe, the beginning of Exodus, you'll um, see why we celebrate or why they celebrate Passover. Okay. Now, we as Christians who now are post-Jesus... Mm-hmm. We know that that sacrificial lamb was Jesus, yes. and that's why we celebrate the Passovers because the one fine, true, or true lamb mm-hmm. of God has come and, and sacrificed Himself for us. Right, because there's a number of clear indications that Christ already filled Passover. Yeah. Right, like you said, because yeah. Jesus entered Jerusalem five days before Passover. That's when He flipped that table over in the inner courts. He was. He spent the night in Bethany on the Mount of Olives. So he, he was. He is our Passover lamb. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. So we don't have to do this anymore. But yes, it's good to understand. Like you said, it's good to understand what was, how he was living his life, mm-hmm. him and the disciples and whatnot, because they still professed to be Jews. I mean, right. they. I mean, they weren't like saying we're not Jews anymore. They were saying we're Jews. In fact, right. that's why. 
all the stuff went down that went down was because <laughs> they were Jews. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so Jesus' last breath came came sometime after the ninth hour, meaning late in the afternoon. That's Matthew 27 reference. Mm-hmm. So the times the lambs, that that is the same time that the lambs would normally be slaughtered. Oh, my gosh. So that there you oh, go. That's cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is in order. Time right. Time in order. Right. And then Jesus spilled blood when applied to our lives saves us from the second, the coming of the second death. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And Paul refers to Jesus as the Passover lamb in first Corinthians five, seven. Yeah. So this is. So this. it's just proof over proof over proof that Jesus is our Passover lamb. Awesome. He awesome. was our sacrificial lamb. Yeah, so if you want to look up the references, here are a few that you can look up. So Exodus 12, and then Exodus 34, 25. Then there's um, Leviticus 23, Numbers, Deuteronomy. There's a ton in the Old Testament. If you just read the first few books in the Old Testament, there is a ton. But then jump to the New Testament and read what's there in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Mm -hmm. John about who Jesus was right compared to the Jewish um, Passover I know there's so many all the way down to Hebrews 11 it's just so yeah. it's just crazy and then which so, by the way Passover is my favorite we yes. call it Easter did you and we know that Easter of course was Easter really was isn't a, is yeah is there well that's a that was a pagan yes it's a pagan, pagan holiday, holiday right but if you celebrate it it's more like you're you're celebrating um passover right yes. exactly yes or Which if they did to try to get people from doing the yes. pagan holiday yeah. is is let's celebrate passover mm-hmm. on this session. Yeah, the death of Jesus. Yeah. yeah yeah so next in our calendar is the festival of unleavened bread or called the feast of passover it was ordained by God, and in the Jewish calendar, it's celebrated the 15th through the 25th of Abib. The Gregorian calendar, that starts about late March to late April, centering around April 9th. So it just depends on how our calendar lines up. So the reason they celebrated this is to celebrate Israel's deliverance from, e- from Egypt. So first, the Passover for being saved, and, you know, that leads to Jesus. And then to celebrate from their... To celebrate their freedom. Yes, we have been set free. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Okay. Yes, so they had a sacred assim- assembly. They still did the daily sacrifices. There are some Jewish feasts that they don't, I don't believe, we'll get into that. They can't shed blood on. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. Right, yeah. So, bur- so in addition to the daily sacrifices, there are burnt offerings. So each day for this holiday, which is the 15th through the 21st of a bib, each day, they sacrifice two young bulls, one ram, seven one-year-old male lambs, 30 quarts of fine flour mixed with 15 quarts of olive oil. And in Ezekiel, it changed to seven bulbs, bulls, bulls sorry, my bad, seven bulls, seven rams, 280 quarts of um, grain, and 56 quarts of olive oil each day. Okay. And <laughs> then the sin offering. Right. Uh, of one milk. That would be my part where I'm bringing, uh, if I'm a Jewish lady, I'm bringing that one goat every day. Yes. Up there. Okay, so I'm just saying, can you imagine the smell? That's that's what always gets me about all this. Is okay. Like, I'm sorry, but I would just be like gagging. Yes. So we we know that Jesus was on the Mount of Olives, right, during a, a feast, like a festival. 
So there's daily sacrifices, and then there's the required offerings. He sat on the, the Mount of Olives watching the blood pour off the side of the temple, right? Knowing that he was about to go and shed his own blood for us. Like, I just... Like, he's, he's probably saying, okay, this is the last time they're going to have to do this. Yes. And then just watching the goriness mm-hmm. of it. Of killing all the animals, all of the... Yes. <sighs> just the blood that ro- washes. That makes me want to cry, just the visual of that. Because I have been to the Mount Olives, so I know where he would have been sitting, mm-hmm. the direction he would have been facing. Yeah, same. And the smoke and soot and smell and... and Busyness and... Busyness and grossness of it all. And just sitting there knowing, I'm about to, you know, this I'm is going to be me in about 12 hours, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just like, oh, my God. I think oh my when I, really when quiet. that, when I realized that and it dawned on me, I definitely cried because I was sitting on the Mount of Olives looking at the temple. And I'm like, there's, how, how does, well, okay, yes, he's completely God, compl- like, but fully man as well. So, like, how do you. Except the fact that that blood that's being shed is about to be your own being shed, you know, like mm-hmm. just the heaviness and the weight. I mean, no wonder like he had to go pray and be in the quiet with the father, you know, like. Yeah, and get himself pumped up oof. and ready for it. And get, and his, just, get his man side. Yes. I mean, his, his God side was ready for it, but his man side yes. had to get in line. And I just, this make a little commercial for going to Israel. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, if you have an opportunity to go there and you you know you're a, you believe in Jesus highly recommended and I went it's been 20 years I think I went in the late 90s maybe early 2000s yeah. uh, maybe 2007 I think I went something tw- 20, but anyway um, highly recommend it and mm-hmm. and I know it's like well that's an expense it is worth the expense and it's I know and God will make a way for you because um my testimony is that, um, as Jessica knows, I've never married, and my mother no, was paying for my daughter, sister's weddings, her weddings, and she came to me, and I wanted to go, but I didn't have the money. I was going to go with my church. We were a mm-hmm. big group going. I didn't have the cash, and um, she came to me not knowing this, not having any clue because, you know, what I was doing, and she goes... Um, so we were thinking, since you've never married yet, and I've paid for all your sister's weddings, we think we just want to give you the cash. She huh. goes, so I can give you the cash, or you can wait, and if you get married, then you know, we'll pay for your wedding. And so I went to my pastor, and I said, okay, here's the situation. I need some advice. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, they have offered to give me cash because I'm not married yet. But and all my sisters have, and they paid for all their weddings, and so she's she's obsessed with being fair, even though she's not fair, but she is. Yeah. I said, you know, what do you think I should do? And he looked at me and said, take the cash, <laughs> <laughs> take that money, and I was and like, okay. Like, and then he goes and go to Israel, and I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I just wanted to make sure I was making the right decision, mm-hmm. and so I did. I took the cash, and that's. That's how I got to Israel is that God used my mother to pay for it, which I'm telling wow. you, that is like, that is God a, will make a way for sure. God huh? will make a way. So if it is truly your heart to see, and because it does make things come alive to yes. you in the Bible and every person I ever talked to that went to Israel, the thing they always say to me is there's always one spot they went to 
that is the well is the breaking point. And you know, for me, it was the Sea of Galilee. Don't ask me why. Oh, but I was on the Sea of Galilee. I saw some of the spots where you know Jesus stopped, and like when he fed the fish to the disciples mm-hmm. the day after, where the Sanhedrin, you know, the the Gadarene ran yes. around, you know, naked and possessed. Mm-hmm. You see those places for. So for me, it was the Sea of Galilee that had me crying oh. like a big baby. I think for me, it was well, I well, it wasn't like crying. It would just it finally hit me that this is where Jesus walked. I was on top of Mount Arbel. This is where it, one of the places that he had gone often to to take time to be with the father, but also so he could view his whole like area that he had been ministering to. But oh my goodness. Yes. If you haven't been to Israel yet, I highly recommend going. I will leave a link to my favorite tour guide company that do tours all the time. And you could go like in a couple months if you want. Like, and you should go quickly. <laughs> go quick. I mean, Jesus is coming back, so yeah. you better hurry. Yeah. Let me go <laughs> I mean, unless you want to wait a little bit, and then when Jesus comes back, we just we're already all be there. It's it. fine. Again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Come okay, anyway. with. Back yes. to topic. Okay. Okay. So the um, yeast is a type of sin, right? Like the yeast. Remember um, the yeast of the fair. Yeah, lemons. Anyway, yeah, love it. Okay. Like, yeah, like, you're like least you So bread, right? God called for this feast, the feast of unleavened bread, to purify their homes, just like He calls us now to purify our hearts. Yes, our house. Our house. Our house. Our, our house. Yeah, like right. our yes. Right. So, um, yeah. So, um, in the research, it on the fourteenth of Abib was the day that the yeast would be burned. So, and that was the same day Jesus' death took place, took away the sin of the world. Wow. And there is like a ton of references again for this feast. Exodus 12, 13, 23, 34. I mean, seriously, just read the word there. You will find it. It's not very hard. But, I mean, all the way to back to Hebrews 11. Like, it's just, there's so many references here. Wow. Yes. So that was... That was a lot. So we did two two feasts, both around Passover. Yes. Have to do with Passover, which in our, as Christians now, we call it Easter, which mm-hmm. we shouldn't, but we do. Well, Passover, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it all is foretelling. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so, and I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to put shade on modern day jewish believers but it's like how can you not yes believe who right. you know and that, and then it takes you to that scripture where he says i came to you and you refused me yes and i'm like well and then you know as a gentle i'm like yay <laughs> you know that opened the door for us mm-hmm. you know so you have knowing that then it realizes how grateful you are that you got included into yes. the picture because Ugh. that you know it was and and here's the god knew all this was going to happen yep that and he still did it yeah <laughs> it's like okay oh my gosh. it's like you know yes. i always tell people i always get this feeling like you know god jesus and the holy spirit were, were in a boardroom before the <laughs> before he created man yeah and so he goes and god's like okay i have this i'm gonna do this i've got this plan you know <laughs> i want to love these people and you know be mm-hmm. be all to them and he goes, but they're going to screw it up. <laughs> and so Jesus is like, okay, what can I do to fix it? What can we do to bring it back to being right? 
And so God like tells him his plan. He goes, okay, I'm up for it. I'll do it. And the Holy Spirit's like, okay, I'm going to be there all the time trying to give them good godly advice (laughs) so that they make the right choices. And I'm like, and that it's, I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, somebody will correct me or someone's like, don't say that. But I'm just like, this is always the vision I get in my head Mm -hmm. when I start thinking about the Jewish feasts and everything. And it's just like, it's like. And he, but his mercy and his grace mm-hmm. is so good and love that he still, you know, is like, I'm still going to cover him. I'm oh. still going to be there for them. I'm still yes. going to be their God, you know. Okay, so what was the other um, feast that you were talking about, Jessica? Yeah, so um, the third and last one for this podcast is the Day of First Fruits. Okay. So this was, a, this was, of course, ordained by God. This in the, um, is observed in the 16th of Abib. So for us in the Gregorian, it starts late uh, March to late April. So there is a lot of feasts back to back. Okay. So the beginning of the spring harvest, the day after the Sabbath, during the Feast of Unleavened Bread, that's when this is all happening. So they observe this to celebrate God's abundance by preparing a offering of first fruits. Of the, so it's the first fruits of the barley harvest. Right. Okay. So, um, they, there are still the daily sacrifices, but on top of that, there is a burnt offering, burnt offerings of, um, one, one year old male lamb without defect, of course, four quarts of fine flour mixed with two quarts of olive oil and a quart of wine. In addition to the daily burnt offerings for this feast, there Mm -hmm. isn't a sin offering for this. Other requirements are the first sheath of barley harvested was brought to the priests who waved it before the Lord. So it's like a wave offering. Okay. And so this would be like, I would go, if I was a Jewish lady back then, I would go down to the market and buy the barley. No, this no? is from your own, oh, uh, own stock. Your own stock. Okay. All right. So the first, so if you do a little bit more digging, there was actually, you know, Ruth and Boaz, you know how they harvested uh-huh. and left some behind? Uh-huh. Okay, but the first pass is what was taken to okay. the priests. So the very first harvest is what was taken. Okay, cool. Oh, there's the Ruth, Ruth F, uh, reference, Ruth 1, 22. Yeah. And then it's also in Leviticus, Second Samuel, Jeremiah, Romans, First Corinthians, and James. Not what she had left over. No. It was the first. The first fruits. Right. And this is because Jesus is the first fruit of our resurrection. So right. it, see 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23 for that. Yeah. So. Okay. And I think lots of times people get confused also. Nowadays, as Christians, sometimes people want to give a first, first fruit offering. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same as a tithe. Right. It is like, like let's say... Um, you are giving um let's say you get a bonus and so instead of giving just the tithe off the bonus you give the whole bonus Mm -hmm. because that's the first bonus you've ever gotten on your job right so that would be the first fruit yes right so um and so it it is different than tithing or offerings it is so some people get confused. I think they say, okay, I'm just going to get my first fruits. It was like, no. No, your first fruit is everything. Like, yeah. this was like the entire harvest. You know, like, you're giving your first fruit. Yeah. And I think that that is a, that is a, um, that's a mature thing. Mm-hmm. Because some people. It's hard. Yeah. Because you're like, 
What the whole? I don't, I don't want to give this whole the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. And then you think about how I give props because you think about that just when you speak about a Ruth and Boaz because mm-hmm. that was some labor to run through that first crop, that yes. first field, and know that okay, this we're not touching this. This is what we're giving over, mm-hmm. and then um, and then know the second time. Then you get the second one and the third or whatever, yeah. and so it. That was even more of a powerful statement, too. But I also think that God sees that, too. He sees that and thinks, okay, this one, this one over here is serious. Yeah, I mean, and he's not, it's not like God's going to leave us hanging, like starving, right. you know. He sees that, oh, you're faithful in giving your first fruit, so, you know, continue to bless them. And I also think that's probably why he, in the New Testament, why he remember Ananias and mm-hmm. Sapphira, Sapphira who mm-hmm. they lied about it. Yeah, I'm going to get my first fruit. That's oh, not your no, full you first didn't. fruit. No, you, you didn't. You kept some you back. Kept some. And that's why it was like, you know, it's like, gosh, you know, Lord struck them dead. It's like, yeah, because they lied about the first fruit <laughs> offering people. And I was just like, oh, of course, yeah, we're going to get into that. But yeah, yeah that's just, yeah. <laughs> That's, I get chill bumps just thinking about it. I'll be like, I'm not standing next to you when you talk. Start talking about you're giving your first fruits. I'm like, nope, that is not what first fruits is. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Well, we're so glad that you took the time out of your um, day to listen. I hope you got some good points, good good meat off of this. Yes. And we hope we kind of pricked your interest to read more in the Bible because that's what it's all about. That's another thing Jesus is. He said he was the word. Yes. And so just remember that uh, we love you and we appreciate you. You are loved. You are beautiful inside and out. You have a purpose in life and you are needed. So be blessed and stay safe. Sure.